The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, February 19th, 2023, on the basis of 2 Peter 1, verses 16 through 21. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. A few years back, I went to Alaska with a couple friends where I had a mountaintop moment, both literally and figuratively. It was a cloudy day. It wasn't the best day to go out and do anything. But only being in Alaska for a short time, we decided that we were going to go hike a trail known as the Skyline Trail. It's not a very long trail. It's only two miles, but it has 2,100 feet of elevation. So it was a pretty difficult hike. Even though it was cloudy out, we went. And after two hours of trudging through five deep snow, something unexpected happened. We broke through the cloud line, and there we saw the most beautiful thing that we'd ever seen. There we sat, on top of a mountain, overlooking a sea of clouds and watching the sunset off in the distance. Sitting there next to my friends, we couldn't help but ask each other, does life get any better than this? I'm sure that's a question that we have all asked at some point in time. Does life get any better than this? Whether it was your wedding day, the birth of a child, or something else, the best moments in life are often things that we experience. But no matter how I might try to relay to you my mountaintop moment, my moment on the mountain where I saw the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen, there is no way that I can recount the story to you, no pictures I can take, no videos that I can show you that, are, that would recreate the moment in the same way that I experienced it firsthand. Because the best way to experience mountaintop moments in life are firsthand. The farther you get away from a firsthand experience, the less impact it's going to have. You might compare it to a rechargeable lantern. When you take it off of the battery and put it up on a stand, it's going to shine at its brightest. But the farther you get away and the longer it runs, the dimmer it gets. After a period of time, there's almost going to be no light coming from it at all. That's a situation that we need to be ready for in our relationship with God. The past few weeks, we've been looking at these so-called light bulb moments, events throughout Jesus' ministry that clearly reveal who Jesus is who we are, and what Jesus wants us to do. But it's been 2,000 years since Jesus walked the earth. And as we look around us today, what do we see in the world? Do we see a world that is getting lighter? Or do we see a world that is getting darker? The answer to that dilemma, as we're going to see this morning, lies in the Word. This morning we're going to hear Peter tell us how to recharge our batteries, and we're going to look at one more mount light bulb moment that happened on the Mount of Transfiguration. You're maybe not surprised that the light is getting dimmer today. Like I mentioned, we're not just one step removed or two steps removed from when Jesus walked the earth. It's been 2,000 years. What might be a little more surprising is that even while Jesus walked the earth, people were already starting to wonder, is the light getting dimmer? This is something that Peter, the, one of the 12 disciples who was with Jesus on the mountain, 
and who wrote the letter that we just read from. This is something that Peter was already beginning to experience even while he was walking with Jesus in the flesh. You think being around the light of the world would mean life would be all sunshine and rainbows, that life would be great, nothing could be better. But just before the events that happened on the Mount of Transfiguration this morning, Jesus tells them, tells his disciples that this would not be the case. That already, Jesus would seem like the light that he was, is, would be dimming. Jesus told his disciples that when they headed into Jerusalem, what would happen? That Jesus would have to suffer and die. Already it was sounding like the light was going to be extinguished. If Peter already felt like the light was going out, imagine how his readers must have felt. It had been about 30 years since Jesus had walked the earth, but at least his readers were still only one step removed from Jesus. At least they still had Peter and the other apostles, the very people Jesus had commissioned and trained, the very people who Jesus knew personally. At least they still had them. For now. But soon, even that time with the apostles would be up. Very soon, Peter himself would be crucified on a cross. Soon, there would be nobody left on the earth who had known Jesus while he walked the earth. The light was getting dim. Peter knew this. And so Peter wrote them the letter that we heard from this morning. He wrote them and warned them about all the false ideas that would come about concerning the light of the world, concerning Jesus. And while this was a very big blessing for his readers, and it still is a very big blessing for us today, these readers would have known Peter. And they were going to lose him. Their batteries were getting low. The light was getting dimmer. If Peter felt this way, if his readers felt this way, how do we feel today? It's not like we can go and just converse with Jesus in the flesh. It's not like we can even run to Peter and talk with him or talk with somebody that knew Jesus personally. We're not one step removed. We're not two steps removed. We're 2,000 years removed. All that we're stuck with are the words of Peter and the other eyewitnesses that were around. Sure, Peter and his disciples, or Peter and his readers, would have been going through a hard time, but at least they had real experience with real experienced people. Whether that experience was with Jesus himself or with somebody that knew Jesus personally. As we look around the world today, what do we have? Who can we run to? When we have questions, when we're confused about what's going on in the world around us, when we have doubts in our faith, when we have a guilty conscience, when we have guilt pressing down on our shoulders, it's not like we can just run to somebody who has real experience with Jesus. Life can get dim at times. And it doesn't just feel dim at times, it feels downright dark. And all we have are some words. Yet, words are exactly what Peter wanted his readers to focus on. 
how did Jesus prepare Peter for the dark times that were ahead? Well, he took Peter along with James and John up the side of a mountain. And what Peter, James, and John saw on that mountain prepared them for everything that would come ahead. There on that mountain, they saw Jesus revealed in all his glory. There they saw him standing beside Moses and Elijah. There they saw them covered in a glorious cloud with the voice of God the Father coming from it, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. What happened on the Mount of Transfiguration was exactly what Peter, James, and John needed to see. Jesus temporarily revealed his glory because he would temporarily have to hide it as he journeyed to the cross to die for the sins of the world. Peter tells this story to his disciples or to his readers not to brag on his first-hand experience, not to say that he has something that they don't. Rather, he says that as great as this experience was, they have something that is just as good, if not better. He says the light of the world is found in the light of the scriptures. Peter tells his readers that they have everything they need because what they find in the word is even more certain than what Peter, James, and John saw with their own eyes and heard with their own ears. Peter says that the scriptures are a light that will never go out, a light that will be shining until the day dawns and until the morning star rises in your hearts, that is, until the day that Jesus comes again. We may not have Jesus walking around the earth. We may not be able to run to Peter and talk with him. But we do have that same word. We do have those same scriptures. Peter's words weren't diminished. They weren't extinguished when he died. No, those are the very words that we heard this morning. And we don't just have Peter's words, but we have the words of the other apostles and the prophets as well. Those words, the scriptures, they're not just a word that is about a light. No, the scriptures themselves are a light, the light about Jesus. When we have questions, when we have doubts, when we have guilt on our shoulders, when we're confused, we do have a place to go. It's something that tells us about someone. It's the word that tells us about Jesus. Those words convince us that we do, in fact, have a light, even when life seems dark. Those words convince us that we have a God who loves us. Those words convince us of who Jesus really is and what he did to lift the burden of guilt off of our shoulders. Which means we should pay attention to them. Long after what happened on the Mount of Transfiguration, long after what Peter saw, Peter would be seeing his Savior suffer and die. And it would have been easy for Peter to think that the light had been extinguished. But because of what Peter saw on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter knew that Jesus is a light that can never be extinguished, that can never be snuffed out. 
Jesus is a light that shines so bright that not even the darkness of death or the tomb could put it out. Peter pointed his readers to that mountaintop moment because it proved to him what the scriptures proved to them. That Jesus is the Son of the living God and the Savior of the world. As they prepared for a life without the apostles, as they prepared for Peter to die, Peter tells them exactly where to focus. He tells them exactly where they can find a light. He says, pay attention to the scriptures. There will, there will be people that come about and try to point you to something else, say, this is the way to be saved. There will be times in life that the darkness can feel overwhelming, where you look at the world and say, is there a light at all? Peter says, don't get distracted. Pay attention to the scriptures. Peter's words are not just for his readers then. Peter's words are for us right now. And it's important that we take them to heart. On Wednesday, we begin the season of Lent, and in just over a month, we'll enter into Holy Week. These times of the church year are important. They're important because they show us, because of our sin, and because of the sinful world around us, that darkness is going to be a part of our life. Even when we sprinkle a little Jesus in our lives, that doesn't mean that life is going to be great all the time. Darkness is going to be a part of every single person's journey through life. The darkness can be distracting. It can be overwhelming. Our batteries can run pretty low. But Peter tells us where to go. He tells us where we can find a light. He points us to the scriptures. Because the scriptures are a light that will never go out. The scriptures don't have batteries that will run low. The scriptures point us to the light that is Jesus. Peter's first-hand experience on the Mount of Transfiguration, his mountaintop moment, that might be experience that we don't have today, but we still experience the same light that Peter experienced. We experience the light that is Jesus. We might be 2,000 years removed from when Jesus walked the earth, but because of what Jesus did, we still receive all the exact same things that Peter received. We receive the forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and salvation. We receive the light of the world and the light of the word. Amen. Thank you.